The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. Often imitated, never duplicated, consensus top 10 sports betting podcast in the world. It's not because of me. I I wish it was. I try to just host. I'm a former NFL offensive lineman at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. I've actually done pretty well betting NFL over the years on this show. Some years I do very well. The star of the show, though, and I make no bones about it, is the great Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling the Super Contest at the Westgate. Check him out at Fezzik Sports and only at Fezzik Sports. Hello there, Steve. Ross, always excited for even money. Very excited for today's guest, by the way, who I first heard of probably uh, about a month ago. Um, there's a lot to get to here, but evidently he's from my hometown. I didn't know that till a month ago. And not only that, He's really good at what he does. His name's Chris Farley. You can check him out at Farley Bets on social media. He got fifth place last year in the 2021 NFL Circus Sports Million. That was $114,000, 68% against the spread hit rate. He's a betting analyst on a BetUS NBA show. He's a writer for the Odds Breakers. His career NBA regular season record is 490 and 375. That puts him at 57%. So he's up 130 units there. Head of betting for the 33rd team football. Chris, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Ross. I was telling you guys before the show, you know, I have to say it again. I think it's been like seven or eight years ago since I first listened to you, Ross, on uh, the Fantasy Feast with Evan Silva back then. Uh, and, of course, found love with even money, too. So a lot of a lot of the education that I've received in sports betting is from the two of you. So uh, I'm just I'm so grateful to be on the show. Obviously, love myself some sports betting and some NFL. So here we go. We're we're getting close, Ross. 
So first of all, that's amazing. And secondly, where's my cut of the 114 grand, dude? Like, I mean, if if you learned a lot from the thing is, I don't deserve any of it because if you learned it from Fantasy Feast or even money, you really probably didn't learn it from me. It was probably from Evan Silva and now Joe Dolan on Fantasy Feast and obviously from Fezzik on uh, even money. You know, uh, Chris, I've experienced this. Isn't it cool to go on shows that you watch or listen to? Because, you know, I, I've i gone on Dan Patrick or Jim Rome or whatever it is, right? And uh, it's always cool to go on something that you actually listen to yourself. Oh, oh my God, it's wild. Um, and, you know, especially because back then I was really just, you know, searching for passions. I mean, I, I, I tried my hand at real estate. I was taking acting classes. You know, all this is, you know, outside my nine to five gig. But I knew that I wasn't that passionate about what I was doing. So listening to you guys and just listening to a lot of podcasts throughout the years on, on sports betting. I got to say, though, most of those podcasts I listen to, I don't really listen to that much anymore. Right. Because you start to get better in this game. And then you start to trust yourself more than others. So you have to kind of select and be more filtered about who you listen to. Even Money, still one of those podcasts, one of the best out there by far. So I just appreciate everything that you guys do. And, and yeah, I'm beyond stoked to be here. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's funny because we get a lot of people, they like that it's 30 minutes. They like that Steve and I kind of get right into how we did the week before. And what we learned and then right into that week's game. So really appreciate you saying that, Chris. Um, I want to start with a couple things. Well, let me take a step back. So like seven years ago, you were just sort of, um, you know, searching for something in addition to your nine to five. And you just started listening to betting podcasts. Is that basically how you found us? Yeah, basically. I mean, I think I placed my first bet about 14 years ago when I left the service um i was in vegas with my buddy for the first time i want to who's going to score 10 points in the at the start of the second half in the celtics and lakers nba finals game i chose the lakers i won that bet that probably spiked my curiosity a little bit and then just throughout the years just started listening to it more consuming more and at one point i said to myself well what what is it that i do every day as a habit that i can maybe monetize maybe have some skills you know put it out there a little bit more and that's sports betting right i i, I was just consuming it so often through podcasts, through uh, reading articles, et cetera. Uh, so it's really been a journey. You know, I I feel like I've had five different careers, but I finally landed on on the one that I'm most passionate about and that, you know, maybe I've got some skills in too. You know, it's there's so much variance. I'm not going to get 57% in the NBA for the rest of my life. I'm not going to win in circuit millions all the time, uh, but at least I'm pretty good and I can, uh, you know, hold my own at this point. So, okay. So is this a full-time thing for you now, Chris? You know, you could say that. Uh, I still, I still have a nine to five gig, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm just working a lot. You know, I like to, <laughs> you know, I mean, I like to keep the family secure and everything. You know, so I'm not quite ready to give that up yet. But I'm, I'm getting real close. Steve, talk about the Circus Sports Million and uh, how impressive it is, or how hard it is to get fifth place. I don't, you know, I don't know that much. Of, I'm not part of gambling Twitter or whatever. I don't follow that part of it that closely. So how many people are in something like that, Steve? How hard is it to get fifth? So it is impossible. So, and, <laughs> and, and here's why. Back when I won my contest, my two contests at the South Point, my two wins at the, at the Westgate, 
Uh, the South Point had just under 100 people enter. The Westgate had a little over 300 people entering. And that was considered, it's actually the evolution's very similar to the World Series of Poker main events, where you'd see guys that like Johnny Chan and, and the like that would win multiple times. And it was a great feat. And yeah, but they were winning it against a couple hundred people. And then the main event gets to be 6,000. And all of a sudden, my goodness, it's it's difficult. Everything has to break right for you to make the final table. You have to run, you have to really play well and run as good as God to get there. And then you got to get lucky to win first place, you know, when, when you get to the top 10. So that's what's happened with the Circa Millions. Basically a great contest, uh, no rake. So every dollar that gets put in, they return. And you know what? They guarantee $6 million. So if they don't get 6,000 entries this year, yeah, Circa... Derek Stevens and company are just going to pony that up themselves. There was a huge overlay last year in their survivor contest. And so people are beyond excited, you know, about the fact that there's not only there's no admin fees, but they, they might be paying you essentially to play. I think there's going to be, I don't think there's going to be any overlay. I think there's going to be 7,000 people entering. And this is basically the main event of sports betting has been the evolution of it. Chris, what does the winner get? First place. Uh, last year, the first place winner got a million. Uh, I, th- I think that's still the case this year. Although, you know, doesn't it feel like a million dollars is a little bit less with everything going on? Eh, just me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think it's still a million. But I know they're increasing some of the cash prizes for the quarterly wins as well. Uh, you know, it, if you have a really good record, if you have the best record in the quarter, uh, then you could also win very significant amounts of money. So there, there's a lot of opportunities to win to win prizes at Circa. I have a so, bad beat story, third quarter circa last year. So I tie for second. I get like 6,600 or something like that. The dude that wins, to his credit, he goes 14-1, did a great job, did some independent work. Obviously didn't, didn't just use my stuff, but he, he said, thank you so much. I was listening to you, and I tailed you on a whole bunch of the plays, and that's why I was able to win. Oh, my gosh. So – if you got fifth place with 68%, what what the winner hit? Do you know? I don't know offhand, but I believe it was seven, it was around 70. Um, which is just, I mean, as we all know in this industry, that that's not something anybody's ever gonna hit, even in one year, right? Um, so when someone does that, Steve, do you say that guy has an edge, that guy's really good, or that guy just got lucky as hell? All of the above. It depends. A lot of it depends. There are certain years in these contests where it's literally impossible to hit 65%. How, now, how can that be? Because the winner's going to win more than 65%. Because there's going to be games where Aaron Rodgers is a late scratch. Um, and you're going to play on Detroit against Green Bay and their backup quarterback. You have to. The line moves five points and you're getting a stale line. It's just too good of a play of the top, the, the people that know what they're doing, they're all going to play on Detroit in that case. But what happens if Detroit gets blown out? Every sharp gets a big fat L, and there's going to be a bunch of games like that. And you know what? Last year, most of those games fell the pros' way, so the pros had a really great record. And now everyone's like, "Well, you know, people are going to hit seventy percent again going forward." It really depends. Those ten games that the consensus is so strong on. If the uh, pros go three and seven, which they could on those type of games, that absolutely causes, you know, the win rate to dive bomb. And, 
you know, you, you might be able to win one of these contests with a 66% if that happens. Unlikely, though, with so many entries. Chris, um, you might want to shut your ears for a second. <laughs> but, Steve, what are the odds? He'll know this. Like, he'll know the answer to this question. What are the odds that Chris gets another top five finish this year in the Circa Millions? So, the, let's see. High-level math, if there's 5,000 people that entry, because it's, i got to make the math easy for me, all right? Top five, that would be for, like, a random average pretty good player would be one in a thousand. So we'll go one. And Chris is obviously much better than the average person. There's a whole bunch of dead money. We'll set it at one in 425, 425 to one. Wow. That is, that is awesome. That's, that's the motivation I need. That's good. There you go, Chris. You know what else is awesome? Athletic greens. I started taking it, use it, literally every day because it seemed like everybody I talked to everywhere I listened, they were talking about athletic greens. Plus like everybody in the galaxy, I don't eat enough vegetables and athletic greens gives me 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. I'm betting on health. I'm betting on my life and longevity. There's a reason why they have so many five-star reviews. My boy Tim Ferriss, Princeton guy, uses it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash money. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash money to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Awesome. Uh, all right, Chris, let's dive into it. Your, your credentials are obviously very impressive with what you've done in the NBA and NFL, especially last year. Give me a bet. Give me a future bet that you are really into right now as we record this. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to go with the Vikings uh, over for their win totals, but I'm going to take a little bit of a different of a different angle with this. So I'll just start off by talking about the the Vikings, right? I mean, sometimes teams just need a change, and I think that's exactly what Minnesota got this year, right? Obviously with Mike Zimmer exiting stage right, fresh new star with their new head coach and Kevin O'Connell, not stuck in his ways. Uh, but what we're hearing is really going to open up that offense for Minnesota. Defense is still pretty pedestrian, but you can make – an argument that on paper this Vikings offense is easily top five in the NFL. And even though Kirk Cousins not exactly clutch, uh, he can make every throw. And, I, you know, I think if they have an uptick in their offensive production, that could amount to a lot more wins. But we definitely lost some value at this point, right? Some books still have it at eight and a half for the win total, but it's it's nine at a lot of books now. So you're losing some value. But uh, I have a bet on the Vikings that I like even more. Why not just wait until after week two? to bet the Vikings win total. If you look at their schedule, they have two classic, you know, crap the bed spots for Kirk Cousins to open up the season. They're at home against their arch rival in Green Bay in week one, and then they go on the road Monday night football at Philly. Those are going to be two really tough spots for the Vikings to open up the season with a brand new head coach. Why not after those two first two contests, then look at their season win totals if the books offer those live season win totals for you. After that, their schedule is pretty cake. I mean, they really don't have an intimidating game after that. 
except for the Bills in Week 10 and obviously Green Bay towards the end of the season at Week 17. So I already put a play on over for the Vikings at 8.5. I really liked them this year in a division with Green Bay where I think they could regress a little bit. But I might take advantage of that and put even more on it if they have a 1-1 or 0-2 record to start off the season, which I think is very likely. What do you think, Steve? Okay, first off, we're going to find Chris $20. <laughs> uh, I do this. I do this whenever you know. This is this is, um, and, and to be fair, that's it, it. Really, is helpful to to go through the process and talk about getting at bets early, like the over eight and a half. But um, I, I tell every analyst, I don't care. It's like the numbers nine. That's what we got to discuss. And so we would, and I, I do. I do it also, Chris. Where I'm, I'm, I talk about bets that I got and the numbers already moved. But but we really just have to analyze. What's the current number right now, which is nine? I like it. I, I, I think one thing about this bet, the narrative is strong. It's a good story. Oh, Cousins and Zimmer, they hated each other. And the communication was horrible. And poor Kirk Cousins, already a dude that likes routine. And when he's thrust out of his routine in prime time, he's terrible. Well, when he's got a coach, we've all worked for someone or been on a team where you're like, oh, if I screw up, this guy's just going to scream at me or my boss is just going to like call me in and say, why did you lose that account? And you can't perform. You can't function when you're, you're, the pressure is on you. So I do think that this is going to help cousins immensely. They're going to air the ball out more. And so if you're going to get at Minnesota, play the over nine, I would actually play part of your bet. I like Chris's strategy. Let's wait till week three, evaluate, maybe bet, get a better number on the Vikings at that point, but let's get a taste of the Vikings. I'm, I'm bullish on the Vikings the Vikings let's play them over nine right now because I do think that the season win number by the time we kick off in September probably be over nine lay a dollar 35 so um you want to get at a piece of it at it right now and I do concur with the analysis all right so talk to me about in season season win totals I don't know that I even knew that that was a thing in season they they just keep adjusting it they do. This is a um, William Hill has been doing this. DraftKings has been doing this. It's becoming more and more common. In fact, the fact that William Hill did this in baseball daily, think about the grind of updating baseball season wins each and every day and following all the injury reports and the like. If, if, if they do it for baseball, they most certainly will do this. I'm virtually sure during the football season. You ever do it, Steve? Do you think there's some value in what Chris is saying is, Wait till they're one and one or zero oh and two, and then see if you can get in at a, you know, what the a, a lower number. Oh, there's obscene value with this. I do it all the time. I got the, I got more bets on the Cincinnati Reds under seventy ish wins when they were like losing every game back in April than I can ever imagine. Reds are actually pretty decent right now. We'll see how that turns out. The um, I still think I'm going to win. Um, you got to be flexible. We, we can talk all we want. It's it's July. We can talk about how we're going to bet the Vikings. Ross, after the first two weeks, I might be making my biggest bet of the year in Vikings under eight if they go 0-2 and there's certain things that happen. Everything can change. You can read up. You can spend the next three months studying, all right, and you will not get as much information, in my opinion, than you will after week two of the NFL knowing whether to react Yes or no, especially with new coaches. We're just guessing right now. Give me some hard, tangible data, and I got to spin on a dime and make proper adjustments with all my power ratings on these teams and know which teams that are 0-2 that I got to radically change and which teams that are 0-2 
that I might not make any adjustments on. I was going to say, Steve, isn't that a pretty small sample size? It's a very small sample size. So you've got to be able, that's, that's what differentiates people. Like if a baseball team starts 0-2, it's almost largely complete noise. If a football team starts 0-2, that can be completely different. You can see everything you need to know to um, expose that team as having, it's, they're very likely to have significant problems all year long. What about, Chris, um, I know you like a couple unders, which Steve usually likes if people come on and they go with the under. He doesn't like the over people. He likes the under people, including the Jets under, which I think, Steve, you've talked about on this show, right, that there's the the uh, the narrative after the Jets draft and all this stuff, and you you like the under. Uh, Chris, that's one you, you still like? Oh, yeah, I very much like that. I mean, I just got done finalizing my adjustments to the my AFC's power rankings last night, or power ratings, rather. Uh, and I just think the Jets will be very lucky to get six wins. I mean, first of all, they, they do have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL this year. Uh, and, right, we're putting a lot of stock in these draft picks. I think Sauce Garner is probably one of the most NFL-ready draft picks that they could sign. You know, Brees Hall has some good speed and upside as a workhorse running back. But I hate that they got rid of Jamison Crowder. I think that's a bad move. Uh, and, you know, this is just a division where the Bills are going to be on a mission this year after that terribly unfortunate OT loss in the playoffs. The Patriots are always going to play the Jets well because they're probably going to throw off Zach Wilson and do it really well. And I think the Dolphins improve as the season as the season goes on. I mean, this is a team in the Jets. They start off the season facing every AFC North team. That's no easy feat. Uh, and maybe starting with the best in that division against the Ravens. And they also play the Broncos, Bills, and the Packers this year. So I don't know. You know, we're placing a lot of faith, especially at, you know, five and a half. So they have to get to six wins on a Jets team led by Robert Sala, who isn't isn't proving me in any regard uh, that he really has control or that he's going to transform this team. So still got to like the under on the Jets. Sorry, Jets fans. I think I think the uh, the New York Giants are probably still the more prominent team in in – New York, although that's not saying much, you know, these days. You still like it, Steve? Did, did that number move at all? Sure did. So I gave out the Jets over five and a half, and we discussed this, Ross, I think, that it was the good story, get in front of the line move. By the way, $20 fine for me, Chris, for giving out a play that no longer exists. Um, but people ask me, well, what do you think of the Jets? And I'm like, I make their season win 5.9. Bet accordingly. So think about this. So I, I liked over. Well, now it's six. So if I make it 5.9, I'm already leaning under. And you know what? It's in the major New York market. Everyone loved the Jets draft. We waited out. Who knows? Might get it under six and a half on the East Coast at a book. Um, at some point, I'll be looking to play back some Jets under. I don't think there's any hurry at all. There's still optimism on the perennial underachieving Jets. I sure wish they weren't playing Cleveland week two, though. Um, they might be able to steal a win. That um, they wouldn't be able to get a, when you know once Watson comes back. You know what you can steal these days? Some unbelievable deals and awesome clothes at Express. I know a lot of people that have been going to weddings this summer. It has been crazy hot. They've got suits and fresh summer shades and new neutrals. You can beat the heat in lightweight linen, breathable cotton. Seersucker, Steve, I know you're a big seersucker suit guy. Mix and match for endless outfits or go for a full monochrome look. Perfect picks for weddings. 
Steve is losing all kinds of weight, not for his bet, but because he wants to look great in his seersucker suit from Express. Find an outfit for every destination at Express online or in store. All right, let's do one more, Chris. It's another under. This is interesting. I don't know if I would say this is a popular under or not. I know there's a popular narrative about this and that you like the Chiefs going under. I do, I do, uh, for several reasons. I mean, first of all, you know, bar none, this was one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year. I think most of us know that, right? They were a liability for huge parts of the year. And they're depending on two draft picks, a cornerback and defensive end, just to start immediately and make a difference for this team. I don't buy it. I mean, in general, I pretty much never change the trajectory of a team based on draft picks. But, I mean, Trent McDuffie could be really good, but he's no probably no honey badger. George, let's see if I get this name right, Karlaftis. Uh, may end up being really good too, but it's all just unknowns, right? And they have a brutal, brutal schedule. Uh, I think Tyreek's presence will absolutely be missed just in the space that he creates and the respect that he's going to garner from those defensive backs now that he's not there. And the other teams in this division, you could argue, are coming into this season all significantly better and ready ready to compete in the AFC West. They were all very aggressive this offseason. This just feels like the spot where KC has to limp into the playoffs a little bit more and the door is wide open for Buffalo. So, you know, look, it's really tough to bet against Kansas City. Uh, they're a perennial playoff team, right? A perennial championship contender behind Andy Reid. But that defense, I think, is just going to be a huge liability. And as far as, you know, as far as I know, you still got to play defense in the NFL. So to reach 11 games with their schedule, it's going to be tough. Steve? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure you have to play defense at the NFL because Kansas City <laughs> certainly hasn't played much. And all they do is go deep in the playoffs each and every year. And I, I agree with everything that, that Chris said. And it'll be very interesting to see how is Green Bay without Adams and how is Kansas City without Hill without that one, you know, just absolute stud wide receiver that stretches the defense for, and helps the entire offense. How's that going to impact things? I do think Andy Reid, who has been a great coach, has slipped a little bit. And Mahomes' mechanics are so fouled up. He's such a great quarterback, and they're not bothering trying to fix any of it. So he's still very interception-prone, throwing against his body back against the field. Um, love the Chargers. Raiders could be really good on offense. And Denver could be a playoff team. Everyone can't get to 11 wins. So I, I concur. Kansas City under 11. I think he got late minus 140. Absolutely, I'd endorse it. And Chris, I wanted to make sure we usually at this point in the show, we do ask Steve and we get to some of the listeners that, or maybe the ones that watch on youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL that, that have a question for Steve, but you have a question for Steve. So today's ask Steve comes from our guest, Chris, what do you got? Yeah. Sorry. I just got two really quick questions for Steve. Let's see if he agrees with my play. So I, I really like the bucks and the Cowboys over in week one. It's at 52 right now, around that 51 and a half, I think, in some books. Uh, both of those teams averaged well over 30 points in the first six weeks of the, of the season last year. They start off hot. I could just see that being a high-scoring game again. And I think it's kind of silly. I know the Dolphins are at home, right? But the Patriots typically stumble at Miami later in the season. Uh, against Tua, with all the hype and everything going, Bill Belichick is going to give Tua and that new offense and new coaches all that they can handle. I think the Patriots win straight up. So I'm probably going to play the money line in week one on the Patriots too. Just curious what Steve's thoughts are about those two plays. 
Yeah, I certainly would agree with the the Bucks over. I'm not a big fan of playing NFL week one overs that are above 50. I think that historically has been a losing subset. So that alone will probably keep me off the winner and I won't bet it. And then when they score 60, when it's 31, 30, I'll kick myself and said, Chris nailed that one. When it comes to the new England, Miami, I think this is a great example of a game. This is how the pros win. All right. So Chris mentioning taking the money line, some uncertainty on how good Miami is. Um, I would, I would come back and say you had two months to get plus three. All right. Plus three's gone. So little discipline. Yes, New England has always struggled in Miami, but that's a, a lot of that's they always play them late in the year recently. The New England should have the game circle. I think New England, I think it's gonna be a really close game. And I think you should have had plus three in your portfolio. If you don't have plus three in your portfolio, maybe it's because you're working a nine to five job and picking 57% of NBA winners. They didn't have time to get to that one. It's fine. Let it go. Pass the game. I got to I gotta um, admit, the NBA season going so far um, into June, it, it definitely sets me back sometimes. I knew that Steve was going to catch me on multiple things. He did it. That's what I love, though. That's Not what true. I love about Steve. That's Steve, man. That's Steve. Uh, Chris, awesome job. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Definitely have you on again. Good luck. It'll be fun to follow and see how you do in the contest this year. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, guys. And wait till you see what comes out of the 33rd team. we got some exciting stuff coming. Awesome. Love it. Follow him at Farley Bets. Follow my guy, Steve, at Fezzik Sports. Follow me at Ross Tucker NFL or us at Ross Tucker Pod on all the various social media platforms. I think next week, are we actually going to talk about the Hall of Fame game and how you bet on the Hall of Fame game? Yes. Yes, we are. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.